an update from the Mac Voices Live panels, Apple Vision Pro users. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by the Mac Voices Slack. Discussions, questions, and answers, and a place to talk tech with your friends. The Mac Voices Slack is available to all patrons of Mac Voices. Sign up at patreon.com slash macvoices and join in. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we finally got Mac Voices live off the ground. This is the uh, Tuesday night show, live show on YouTube at youtube.com slash TV. We'd love to have you join us in the chat room like a number of our friends already are. Um, you can come in there and pre present your questions, comments, thoughts on what we discuss, um, or just hang out and enjoy the entertainment, because if we're nothing else, we are entertaining. We were off last week uh, due to a schedule conflict, but we're back now, so we're going to play a little bit of catch-up with a number of different topics. Uh, before we do that, though, going to go around the room and let you know who's here, and then we'll take off. So it wouldn't be a Tuesday night if David Ginsburg wasn't in the top left of my screen. David, good to have you as always. Good to be here, Chuck. And uh, yes, we missed uh, missed the show last week. I was missing it. And uh, I'll tell you, this this February for Chicago, the, the weather's been insane. It's like almost 60 degrees today. For, for February, it's just unheard of here. So... Uh, I've been enjoying this uh, weather. I don't, I don't wear short sleeves in the in the wintertime usually, so it's been good. Good deal. Good deal. Eric Bolden is here with the bluebird of happiness on his shoulder. Eric, good to have you. Ah, great to be here. It was the bird count weekend, and bluebirds came out, and I saw one and got a picture. So, you know, it's a win all around. Would, seriously, would you say that it was the bird what weekend? Bird count weekend. What is it the three days and count count birds and report them? I know about this. Is oh, it, really? Is is this a yeah. is this a thing? Okay. Yeah, I think they do it like a couple times a year, but there's times when they get a whole pile of people to do it, and then they can figure out where all of the birds actually are, and if counts are up or down, or you know, weird things are showing up in different spots. And then there's a there was a California one that my brother did in sort of like mid January. So uh, yeah, okay, that's hey, I learned I learned something. We can sign off now because I've learned my <laughs> my thing for the night. So that's good, that's good. Marty Gensius is back with us. Marty, good to have you. So uh, good to be back. Fighting a a terrible head cold from some plane travel, uh, but it's nice to know the birds have been counted. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's very, very good. Uh, ben Rathig is here. I, I was going to introduce Jeff Gamut with a transition to that, and I thought, no, I better not. I don't get it. We're going to you, Ben. Good to have you, as always. What's going on? Good to be life? here. You can now transition to Dev Jeff Gamut. <laughs> oh, God, I'm afraid. Jeff, it's great to have you. How are you? I, I'm well, and Chuck, it's great to get to see you again. I really have missed you. I've missed everyone, so I, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. I, I missed you guys, too, last week. You know, it's just one of those things that happens. But um, did did you did you count any birds, Jeff? Yeah, and uh, what it taught me is I need to start using my turn signal. 
<laughs> oh, wrong kind of bird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Well done. <gasps> Mark Fuccio is with us. Mr. Fuccio. Uh what, what well we we talked a little pre-show, but I'll let you tell the folks what your map is. Uh it's uh <laughs> Pretty much, uh, you know, Central California northward uh, rainfall map over the past 24 hours, which is a subset of what we've been receiving since uh, Saturday. So, what time's out here? Yeah, it's uh, anybody that's been paying any attention to the news has been seeing some of the some of the California weather, and it's just crazy what's going on—the mudslides and the floods and the the water rescues. Yeah, so st- stay safe. Yeah, that's true. And in some of the areas, you know, there are people, you know, homeless who live and set up tents and tent camps and uh, in the riverbeds. And you know, there's probably local news stories that don't make it national about uh, you know, homeless who've been uh, flooded out and uh, in different cities going out to uh, you know, move and vacate. And, you know, you're going to get flooded. You're at high risk. Yeah. Uh, big rain always, uh, always cause something new and interesting. Jim Ray snuck in under the under the wire uh, as we were doing the introductions. Jim, good to have you. We weren't sure you were going to make it. Sorry about that. Just uh, I was always going to make it. Just uh, had another meeting before this ran long. Understood. Understood. Jim, I know you're going through withdrawal, so this is for you. Underpants. <laughs> you can catch it in the replay, Jim. <laughs> Well, I thought we'd start the evening out with maybe a little update from, especially from Marty and Eric, but anybody that wants to chime in that has had any uh, Apple Vision Pro experiences, uh, because that was more, that was our main topic the last time we got together. And since then, there have been, there's at least one software update that I know of. Uh, we've gone into the return, we went through the return period uh, of for the first, the first orders. So I'm kind of curious to see what's what's new with you all with the Vision Pro. Marty, you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, I'm still loving it. Uh, use it about three hours a day. Um, get through a battery and then move on to something else. Um, I'm using it for work, mainly just kind of cruising emails and doing text and um, get distracted by some of the new apps and games that are out there. So I took it on a trip uh, last week to Portland uh, from Cleveland, essentially, to Portland and watched a 3D movie on the plane, and it is just incredible. I mean, you you see that kind of jazzed up in some of Apple's ads. It's not jazzed up. It's exactly like that in terms of of immersion. Um, Used uh, AirPods so I wouldn't disturb my neighbor. Uh, My neighbor, however, took out a charcuterie board worth of cut-up food, including garlic. So while I was watching watching, uh, Defenders of the Universe 3, um, I got to smell garlic sausage, which didn't uh, didn't fit well in with the process. But uh, essentially, I enjoyed it. Uh, Nobody bothered me at all. Nobody tapped on the shoulder. Nobody asked me any questions about it. Um, who knows with the thing on, they might've all been laughing at me, but, um, you don't know. So it doesn't really matter. 
Um, just had a really good experience with it. There has yes. been a there's been a third update that occurred today um, and just about six hours ago, and I can talk about that. Chuck, you you I'm sorry I interrupted you. No, I I, I was you already said you know that nobody bothered you on the plane. Did the under the uh, flight crew? I guess how did they interact with you, or did they just ignore you like some they they do if somebody's asleep or otherwise you engaged? Know, they tapped me on the shoulder when they want wanted to know if I wanted something. Um, I could see them, but they tapped me on the shoulder, and uh, I had a little moment of disorientation when I took it off. And I couldn't form words because uh, I was in, immersed in the environment. But that could have just been me and not necessarily the headset. Um, but, yeah, flight crew didn't. They were cool with it. Um, no no issues with it. I didn't put it on until we reached computer altitude and took it off when it was time to put technology away. So I kind of played by those rules. We did have the travel mode. It switched into travel mode when I was on the plane. I had to acknowledge that. And then I had no problems with the video that's uh, that was associated with that during travel mode. Hey, how long was your flight? Uh, the flight was about three hours and 30 minutes, I think. And this is Chicago to Portland. I got a good two hours and 45 minutes the full length of the movie uh, out of it. And I had 15% power left mm -hmm. um, in the battery. So it worked really pretty well, much better than anticipated. I didn't do much but watch the film with it. Kit, did you get any other passengers ask you about it or the people in the plane? No, um, not really. Um, and I didn't see anybody else with one of the headsets either. Um, not that that was my goal to, to be the only nerd on the plane, but, um, there, you know, th th nobody else seemed to be using the technology at that time. No other passengers asked me about it. I didn't use the marshmallow to travel with it. I bought a cheaper $30, uh, hard shell case that you can get on that, that you can get on Amazon that can be used with a variety of headsets. It was a little smaller and a little flatter, which meant I could carry it in, in a carry-on where I couldn't necessarily do that with the marshmallow. So I wasn't walking through the airport dangling a, a, a headset with me. Hmm. You said, but, but I thought you said you decided to keep the marshmallow. So why do you have two cases? I didn't know you were going to ask me hard-hitting questions like this on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, you know, this will be a relic sometime. People won't completely understand it. Um, and I've started actually using the marshmallow. It's got one thing that's very nice, that the face shield slides and can lock it into the marshmallow. Um, the battery is uh, is Velcroed onto the top of the the shell, so there's some. It's got a nice little ditty, you know ditty bag that you can put all the other stuff in, including lenses um, that you don't get with these three dollar forty dollar ones. But they they work perfectly fine, and 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 now you're seeing a lot of news about them in Discord. People are talking about. Um, buying these and which one works for them. And, you know, they work for Meta. They work for, they do work for Apple Vision Pro. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I was curious because there has been so much discussion, at least the, 
one of the big things I've heard is that you really have to protect the uh, well, I'm not sure since I don't have one, is it the screen or whatever, as far as you know what you're, you're you need to be using the cleaning cloths they give you, you know, you don't want to develop those micro scratches. And so I didn't know if the marshmallow gave it a little better protection than some of the other uh, some of the other options out there. Not really, not necessarily. Um, the other option that I have doesn't have a movable lock on it, but you're also putting the the soft cover on the front of the screen, and that gives you protection on both sides uh, when it's put into that space. Um, I put a, the cleaning cloth in there over the lenses and then drop it in to the case that way. Makes sense. Okay. Eric, when we left you, you were negotiating with friends and contemplating whether the, the Vision Pro would stay or whether it would be returned. What's what's your status? Yeah, so so we did the Wisconsin solution. We formed a co-op. Got three of us together. Each of us now own a third and we're negotiating for, you know, weeks. Um, and I think it will actually work out fairly well because I think what will happen is we'll each be able to share it for about three or four months. And then at least one of us will want one all to themselves. And then we'll just trade off and add people to the co-op as, you know, more units get purchased and so on. Uh, but that fixes the whole problem of a really expensive device that doesn't really do everything yet. Uh, it's not functional enough that I can replace like an iPad I, I need to use it with an iPad and with with uh, a, a laptop or a mini or something. And and so, you know, it it. It yeah, it just ended up being extra expensive. Now, I will say it did get me to buy a phone and I said I wasn't going to buy a phone until the 16 came out, but I wanted to go and take pictures. That had depth and I needed the 15 for that. And I didn't want to have to wait for the 16 because I want to go on vacation in June. So I bought a phone. So Apple managed to sell me a phone and a third of an Apple Vision. And so far, the sharing's going okay. We walked through the update today. Um, I still can kind of test stuff. I talk to whoever has it at the time and say, hey, load this image. Tell me what it looks like. Turn around. Tell me if there are any defects. Okay, fine. And then they go off and try their stuff. And then we sort of share different things. Like the person who has it now ha has switched eye control over to just one eye. Um, I, I figured out when I had it how to turn it into grayscale mode. Um, and then if you do screen mirroring, the mirrored screen is in color. So I can watch it in grayscale mode. And the person watching what I'm watching is seeing it in color, which is kind of cool. Um, and, you know, so I could do a presentation and they don't see it in black and white. Um, so that was fun. Uh, the, the, um, so we've done both. We've done the wipe it, hand it to somebody, and then they set up their account on it. And, um, We've also done the have one account and then just hand it off back and forth. And at the moment, that kind of works for the times when somebody just wants to experiment a little bit. It doesn't seem to screw things up. I, um, there seems to be enough of a settings different 
when I put my lenses in that it can kind of figure some things out, except for the person who needs to turn one eyeball off. That's <laughs> not mm-hmm. So it's been interesting. Um, I'm not sure if we're going to make it through a whole year or if it's just going to be, uh, you know, a few months until somebody gets irritated and it says that they need more time. I figure something. Yeah. Mark is back. He's he's fighting some microphone issues, so ah. <laughs> bear with him. Um, Eric, given the experience you have between multiple users, do you see this as a realistic, as what you're trying to do, realistic for, say, a, a small family to be able to pass it around back and forth? And, and forget the, you know, the idea of fighting over who's going to get it, but more the the user interaction usability of it. I think that the first thing people will try is not constantly changing whose account is on it. And it'll be kind of like what how a lot of people use Apple TVs where they put one person in it. The real question is, do they are there enough differences in vision and so on that um yeah, the the settings are too different. I think Apple really doesn't want you to do what we're doing. Um, you know, in our case, we're going far enough that we're getting uh, at least two or three different light shields. We'll have two or three different lens configurations. Uh, we've got one person that's got a small um, uh, uh, dual band that, that she uses. Another, per- you know, the other one is like a medium one. Um, so far, it's kind of working. Um, I don't think that's a long-term thing. I, you know, it it it's it's working now because it's just convenient. Because I keep wanting to test stuff, and I don't want to have to go pick it up, reset everything, and so on. It's easier for me to just say, yeah, here it is. Go watch whatever movies you want to watch. Bring it back a little bit later. Uh, most of the other people in our group are interested in watching TV shows and movies and doing it in a way that's immersive without having to go into a theater. Um, You know, one person has, you know, uh, another family member that is, has some immunity issues. So going out to a theater is probably not a good idea. This lets them not have to do that. Now, um, in that particular case, they hadn't thought about whether or not, um, they needed lens adapters for everybody, so she didn't, but he does, and he hadn't ordered them yet, so they're working on that part. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there's not like a really cheap solution for that, at least that I haven't seen yet. I'm not sure you can get away with just wearing glasses and kind of holding it. I don't think that's the same experience. I think you just get a headache. Uh, anybody else on the panel? First of all, any questions for the, the two Vision Pro owners? But more importantly, any of you, have any of you had done the demo or had any experiences or seen something that was really, have you seen anything that was really compelling on the web? Anybody's reviews or demos that really you felt might sway you one direction or another? Chuck, I did the demo. Oh, okay. And wait, I even if you're you not playing. You couldn't do the demo. I thought you couldn't do the demo because of the prism. <laughs> well, yeah, funny that. Um, 
what I had to do to uh, to actually get through the uh, the screening process to have an appointment scheduled, I had to lie. Um, so I just w- when you get to the part of the of the online form where it asks about uh, your prescription, it goes through several questions, and then the last one is about. Uh, prison values and uh, and I th- and I think what something else that that would disqualify you and so when I said yes I have a prison value it immediately just just killed the whole thing and gave me a dialogue that uh, asked me to confirm that I was canceling my appointment so instead I clicked cancel which takes you back to where you start the uh, questionnaire part again and when I got to the end and it and I get to the vis- the prism value part. I just clicked no, and uh, and I thought, well, we'll see what happens. So when I got in, they scanned my glasses, went and found lenses that were close enough to my prescription, so that I could do the the thing, and I had a great experience. Um, I I had some minor tracking issues, which might be related to my prescription. But I think it's more likely that they're they're running you through the whole demo in guest mode, and guest mode doesn't do as precise a uh, a calibration for your eyes as the when you're the regular owner. So even still, I had almost no trouble with it at all. Um, but it, it was a great experience. Even if you're not planning on getting a Vision Pro. I'd recommend if you have an Apple store within reasonable distance, go do the demo because it's a really great experience. And they, I mean, it's Apple. They, they've got this down to where it's just like this fine-tuned script that they take you through. And you get to experience all the stuff that you need to, to be able to, uh, to get a feel for what it is and to learn how to actually use it. And uh, it, yeah. It, it was a great experience, Jeff. Given given the fact that you know you don't you can't have it pers- as precise as maybe someone who doesn't have a prison value prescription. Um, I mean, how how did you feel about it as something as a tool for you? I can see where this could be a useful tool for me, just not today. Um, but I could see where I could use this, like if I'm doing a lot of research. And and there are times, even with this 34-inch wide screen, where it's too small. And uh, and I could I could see myself having multiple Safari windows open, spread all around me while I'm working and doing doing research, and uh, and being able to have a much more efficient uh, interface space. Um. So yeah, I I can see where at some point this could be a really useful tool for me. Today though, there's not enough of the tools that I need on a daily basis that are really there. And uh, and yes, I could do the thing where I mirror my screen from my MacBook Pro and work with that and then have the Vision Pro apps around it. But I, yeah, it's for for the amount of money that it would cost for me to get into it today, especially considering I'd have to have prescription lenses on top of that. 
I wouldn't get enough value back out of it today to get one. But I can see that there's a time coming when this could be a, a really, really useful tool for me. Hmm. Mark, you had a question for Jeff. Yes. So uh, I guess first off, yeah, how's my audio now? Oh, you sound way better. Sounds okay, You sound like great. you. Yeah. Excellent. Glad to hear that. Yeah, I guess yeah. uh, I, I haven't rebooted uh, in my Mac you know, in 38 days. So I guess uh, <laughs> you know, something went wonky somewhere. So anyway, Jeff, you mentioned that uh, you speculated that uh, you know, the, the guest mode setting wasn't as precise as the actual owner setting. So I was wondering if you could tell us more. And I was wondering, is, is that... Is that uh, is that to shorten the time of setup so that Apple can, you know, uh, accelerate you know, people going through the setup experience, or that owners like Marty can you know, or Eric can, you know, you know, make it you know quick and easy for other people to uh, try and experience it, you know, without going through a time-consuming you know, calibration uh, personalization process. Uh, short answer: Yes, the. The slightly longer answer, yes. When you when you do guest mode, you're doing a shortened version of the calibration, and uh, and that way people can get in and use it quicker, and uh, and then when it's time to switch back to you, then it just repositions everything inside back back for your uh, setup. But yeah, since it's since it's spending less time taking you through the whole calibration, which which was really do this, do this, put and now put the thing on all the way, and look here, look here, look here, look here, tap, 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 and you're done. That is the whole setup in guest mode, and um, and it's good enough. But mm -hmm. if I were using it all the time as my own device, I would want to take the time to go through the the longer setup process so that uh, that the occasional issue that I had, which would be, uh, I, I've got the, I guess, the home view up, and I go to tap and do this to, uh, to launch, say, photos, and it launched Safari instead or whatever was right beside it. Um, that happened a couple times. I have a feeling that uh, that's the real problem that I had, and it wasn't so much the uh, the the fact that I need a prism value to be able to see properly. So, okay, and also the other fo uh, follow up question: You said that you could see it would have value in the future. So, and then you also talked about apps. So, value in the future is that more apps coming out, or is this you know, device coming out at? was expected to be you know, a, a lower price point for a Gen 2 device. It's it's about the apps for me. Um, I, I have a feeling that the way the functionality is, it doesn't matter if it's the version 1 or the version 2 for, for my needs. It's all about the rest of the ecosystem coming together. Great to hear. Good luck. Oh, thank you. <laughs> my my credit card is uh, is hearing you say good luck as well. <laughs> <laughs> make make sure you get some bonus or some some miles out of a chef. Uh, well, it would go on the Apple card. Send so. off. Oh yeah, okay. send off on Apple card, right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, okay. That's um, what it's a hundred bucks rebate. That's a that's almost a set of lenses. 
Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they could make Jeff's lenses. Well, I've already figured this out um, because I, I'll need to get a new prescription anyhow because mine's expired. So mm-hmm. when I go to my ophthalmologist and they do my prescription, I will tell them, please write a separate prescription just so I can have Vision Pro lenses w- uh, without the, the prism value in it. And uh, and my ophthalmologist totally gets that this is a thing. And she'll be like, no problem. Here's your regular prescription. Here's your special prescription. And uh, and that's the one that Zeiss will get. And come back and show it to me if you get one. <laughs> and that, Right. I'm sure that would be part of the deal. Okay. I'm sure that's the same prescription that... Uh, his pharma, Jeff's pharmacist fills, you know, here's the mm-hmm. regular prescription, here's the <laughs> special prescription. <laughs> oh my God. It's like you better yes. with me. You better call <laughs> Saul. <laughs> the, the, the special Colorado only prescription. Mm-hmm. Uh, or so, California. Oh, hey, California too, you know. <laughs> um, interesting thing about the Zeiss lenses. Um, if you have uh, uh, pr- pr- progressive lenses like I do, they they will actually make the lenses for progressive. So it's not like you have to go in with a single vision uh, uh, prescription, which would not be a problem for for my uh, doctor to to write for me. Um, but I just think that's kind of cool that they they will actually accommodate your progressive lenses. It makes sense, you know, it's a premium optical company and a premium product company. So, of course, you know, you would expect, you know, if you think about it, that they would support progressive lenses. Well, and and it totally makes sense. But at the same time, I was surprised because what you're looking at in Vision Pro, it's all it's all a fixed focal length because Mm -hmm. it's a screen in front of your face. And so when I'm sitting here at my desk, I'm actually using single vision glasses. Um, so I don't have to do this all the time. And uh, and so I assumed looking at uh, at the displays in Vision Pro would be the same way. But it turns out, no, it's not. And uh, and the, the surprising thing for me to go along with that is with the lenses that weren't quite right for me, and they, they were uh, a single vision lens, the, the demo lenses, when I was doing the pass-through thing, Everything in the distance was out of focus. And I was not expecting that. I, I figured because it's actually cameras getting the image and displaying it for me, it, it would display those images focused and, uh, and it did not. And that, that is a, a artifact of me not having the right prescription uh, when I was doing the demo. The updates from the Apple Vision Pro owners on the Mac Voices Live panel, as well as some of the rest of the panel, continue next time on Mac Voices. I'm Chuck Joyner. I'll see you then. As always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices, 
or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.